Hello there, brave souls. Welcome to Trauma is Expensive with your host, Micah Bravery. Here, we don't just talk about trauma, we count the cost and we make the change. With every episode, we dive deep into the heart of trauma, its implications, and the resilient transformations it can ignite. Through conversations, insights, real stories, and unflinching honesty, this podcast is here to empower every survivor to turn their pain into progress. So let's take a journey together as we understand, confront, and finally heal. Welcome to www.traumaisexpensive.com, your platform for change. Now, let's get started. What is up? People, welcome to another episode of Trauma is Expensive. I am your host, Micah Bravery, and I pulled in my producer, Crystal, for this one. Hello. I'm like, you could be human and move a little bit, right? Because she's just like, she's just mad, stuck right there. (laughs) Um, So, of course, this is our fourth episode now, and this series has been doing really, really well. The thing that kind of bothers me and why I brought Crystal in on this is because I don't know where the fuck we're going with this, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I had like perfectly planned out a 50 episode season and broke it down into like what each episode is supposed to be in, how it's supposed to work, yada, yada, yada. But then that means you have to make scripts and my dyslexic ass is not reading no script. Okay. (laughs) I I, don't, I, don't, I feel like I don't like how it was. It's too, it's too scripted. You know, mental health isn't scripted. Like healing is not scripted. You know, there's no way that um we can read a book. I mean, I hate to say that because I believe that books do give you insight into things, but a book ain't gonna heal you completely. It's the work that you do. So yeah, you can learn you can learn methods, but it's nothing about a script that's gonna teach you anything. So I don't want it to be scripted. But then we end up with another podcast where all I do is talk. And I know y'all love hearing me talk, right? You. <laughs> so, but I brought Crystal in today because I wanted to talk about this topic and it kind of irks me really, really bad. It irks me, it ticks me off, damn it. And that is the phrase there is somebody out there that has it worse than you. How many times have you probably heard that in your life? A lot. Probably more than I can. Right. Me too. It's like, it's, it's, I don't know. To me, I feel like it's the most inconsiderate thing we can say to each other is that there's somebody out there that has it worse. And I always give probably a crazy example, but I had, uh, or now I'm still in the, uh, midst of a fight with cancer and I've been fighting cancer for 15 years. So it's been a really long fight <laughs> and crystal. Let's just say I'm using an example and this is not her worst pain, but let's say she got a paper cut today. Did you get a paper cut today? Really? No, but I got cut. Oh, how did you get cut? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so to me, the pain that she witnesses from that paper cut, if it's the worst pain that she ever felt, equals to my worst in cancer. Why? Because it's her worst. She doesn't know anymore. You know, that's as bad as, as it is. And we shouldn't be comparing apples to apples, apples to oranges. You know, it's like, it, it shouldn't be a comparison. Your 
trauma, your bad times, your hurt, your pain, it's yours. Exactly. It's not ours. It's not everybody's. I don't give a damn what you're going through, personally. I don't mean to say it like that, but don't come to me with the, there's always someone out there that has it worse. Right. Because, fuck them. <laughs> and I say that with the most respect I can say because all you do when you tell people that is you diminish what they go through you know it's kind of like in psychology they have the big T little T big trauma little trauma trauma is trauma exactly you know there is it's, it's no way to sit there and put anybody's trauma into a category why do we have to put things in a category? I feel like that's kind of why the world is so messed up now because of all these different ways we have to divide ourselves from other, from each other. That's what I meant to say. Right. I'm get there. <laughs> so it's like to sit there and say somebody has it worse. You don't know my feeling. You don't know how I'm feeling because of this paper cut. Especially if this is the worst pain of my life. I mean, I've known people that the worst pain of their life was a toothache. And that's a bad pain, <laughs> you know? So I know that some of my cancer treatments was not as bad as no toothache. So am I going to sit here and say, hey, you're not in pain. I got cancer. Right. I mean, that's why the other day I said, I don't know what you're going through, but I don't want you to feel like you're alone. Is because personally, what you're going through and what I've seen other people go through is totally different. Right. Their pain was different than yours, even though it's cancer right it's still you guys went through two different things i know because there's like a million different forms of cancer out there and mm -hmm. and there's a million forms you know i always i always think about the word love mm -hmm. love has over a million definitions you can love the way someone talks you can be in love you can fall in love you can fall out of love <laughs> you know but um and to me that's the same thing for trauma you know, somebody had gave an example on a These Fucking Feelings podcast, brand new episode every Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> but someone had made a comment about a child sitting in his dirty pamper too long. That could cause trauma. Are you, do you hear that? A child who sat in a dirty diaper for too long can cause trauma. I mean, that can cause, you know, always needing to be clean it can give ptsd uh or, or ocd you know, kind of yeah. right. uh, even ptsd i mean it's still a, a, a traumatic experience right yeah but it could cause you are a clean freak right because you sat in that diaper yeah i have a cousin who has like no skin on his hands because he washes his hands like a hundred times a day mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. and 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 to me it, it is we all we all live our life you know, it's kind of like the whole you born by yourself, you die by yourself kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like we are here on this world alone. Now, we choose to let people in or choose not to let people in. It doesn't matter. But what happens during my lifetime is my life. Mm -hmm. So stop comparing my stuff to your stuff or to somebody else's stuff because you think they have it worse off than me. Because you don't know, number one, what I've been through in my whole life. Maybe this motherfucking paper cut is just my breaking point. And now I feel like I want to end my life. And now you're sitting here being trivial and saying someone has it worse. That shit ain't gonna make me feel better. Right. That shit's gonna hurt. Yeah. 
You know, I always tell people, it's, it's funny because I was thinking about my mom and I were talking. Of course, I always bring my mom up, right? But, um, and it wasn't even that we were talking. But basically, for the holidays, we'd be in a lot of company, which, of course, when company comes, you know, you got to clean up. That means I had to clean my room. My room is not messy, but my closet has shoes jackets and coats everywhere so like in my closet i have an ironing board and my ironing board houses all my jackets and coats and sweaters and hoodies and then shoes are just wherever they can fit if there's a corner wherever i wherever i kick them off into that is where the ass go until the next time i decide to wear them well of course i was like i was giving up my bedroom to my brother and his wife because i wanted to be a good host and it's the master suite and they're married so cool i'll take the guest room you guys can have my room but I thought about this shit. My brother nosy as hell. So you know this motherfucker gonna open the closet. <laughs> right? So I'm like, damn. Let me go and clean this bitch out. So I go and I start cleaning the closet out. And one thing I started to realize is I have an abundance of shoes and clothes. And this is just after getting rid of like the tallest trash bag of clothes. Like I just went through my closet and I was like, get rid of some of this shit. The trash bag was huge. Probably was as tall as me. I just got rid of that and I'm looking at my closet and I'm like, what the fuck? I counted over a hundred different shoe boxes. Wow. Ain't that shit crazy? Yeah, because I own like two pairs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, I started to think. So now I started to think. And then another thing that I figured out is I don't like two pair of the same jeans, but it's multiple jeans. I guess I just like the jeans so much. I bought them again. Stop selling them. But one thing though, that I do give myself is I'm not a hoarder. Okay. So get that shit out your mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I do use everything I buy. So everything I buy gets used, even if it's just once, but I do use it. You know, I do wear it. I do use it. So I'll make excuses for myself. Basically what I'm doing. So I started to think about it and I'm like, okay, this is something to be visited. You know? Yeah. Like, why do I have so much? And it ends up to this story. We grew up really, really poor. Mm -hmm. Like really, really poor. So my mom worked like an overnight job and my dad worked a day job. And so collectively, we made too much money for any kind of assistance, federal government assistance, whatever you call. So we didn't get Medicaid, food stamps, none of that stuff. But we also didn't make enough money to have health insurance, dental insurance, and those things either. So it's like we over here eating wish sandwiches. Like my parents used to buy <laughs> like a 50-pound bag of potatoes. And no joke, we ate potatoes like every day. Now... You know, even though that might sound like fucked up memories, we kind of made it fun. And my family's made it fun. We used to like have competitions of who can cut up the French fries the thinnest, who can make the thinnest French fry, you know? So <laughs> we, we kind of, like my parents had ways to make sure that we knew we were loved. So not talking about my parents, but the reality is we grew up poor. So that means every year when it came to school, because I didn't grow, I always had the same school clothes. Mm -hmm. So this particular year, I grew in height, but not so much in weight right. or in size, like a slight amount. You know, it's like things still fit me, but now they're high waters. Yeah. And they tight. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, you know. Like in a size eight, but. Oh, yeah, really. 
I'm in a size six because that's what I had last, last year. And then my brothers grew bigger than me. They were always growing bigger than me. So they always needed brand new stuff. So I kind of got was the one that got sacrificed because, hey, you could fit into these jeans that you have. They're good type of thing. But one day I'm walking to the bus stop and my mom, like she used to get off work when we we're going to school. Right. So she's getting out of the car and her and our next door neighbor because they work together. And um, she just looks at me and she says, why are your pants so tight? <laughs> that reaction is what I got from everybody at the bus station. Me and kids was laughing and, oh, it's on mom. Talk about how tight his pants are and yada, yada, yada. But it turned into bullying. I yep. got bullied because of it. Now I'm a faggot. And I'm a sissy because I wear tight pants, you know? So, and the thing about it though, is that this was fueled by my own mom. I think that's because uh, as a mom, like you get so busy as you are going to work, you're doing all this stuff. So she probably didn't realize it. Right. So then when she's seeing you and she realized it and yeah. not even knowing that. And see, I knew, and I know that there wasn't any malice. Like she, it wasn't malicious. She wasn't right. trying to hurt me. Right. But it's kind of like you said, it's in that one moment of clarity, the thing that she realized. Everybody heard. <laughs> was that my pants was tight as a bitch. They was tight and they was high. So I was wearing high orders and they was tight as hell, right? You can see like. And now everybody wears tight pants. And now everybody wears that. I started that trend, okay? Give me my credit, okay? <laughs> but no, really. So, you know, and it, it lasted a really long time and the jokes went from me not you know wearing tight clothes to now i'm the sissy i'm the faggot i'm the punk mm -hmm. and you know it, it was just a lot of dark energy and i think and not that i think i know i i told myself once i was able to start working i would never be talked about how i dressed again you know yeah that i said as soon as i'm able to start making my own money and buying my own things no one will ever talk about me and they don't because I dress my ass off now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but my point to all of this is that that moment caused the cancer and caused the cancer. But it, it did cause the cancer. It, it caused the cancer in me to grow with this insecurity that I always had to have the best. I have to look the best. I have to be the best, mm -hmm. especially in appearance wise. Right. You know, so I was known as the motherfucker like, yo, Micah dresses ass off, you know. That one little thing that flips. Right. Now, same thing. Legit. Yeah. And, and it's trauma. It is. It caused a traumatic experience. It caused me to go through a traumatic experience. Now, was it meant for that? No. But it doesn't matter how it was meant. It's how it was perceived, how I took it. Right. And that caused me to live, even now to this day, you know, I got to have the latest phone and the latest technology. The only difference is, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. I can't afford when I'm buying, okay? <laughs> My, because, though, when I was younger, like, I don't have some, like, turned off moments. I ain't had no heat. I ain't had no gas. But I had that Gucci belt. Funny, right? You know what I'm saying? I had the little flash shirt. Like, I was good in the dark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was cool. I was living. Um, I did grow out that phase. And I realized, okay, pay your bills because nice lights are nice, you know? So all my bills are paid. But I do sometimes overindulge in buying things. And it isn't until now that, you know, I've, I've kind of always had this. You know, like my people, nosy. Why the fuck you always spending money? Why you buying that? You don't need that. Like I've heard that my whole life. Like I'm a Puerto Rican, so hello. 
okay, I got some aunties out there to be like, we I can get you a whole thing of silverware. Let's go trash hunting and we have to go dig through trash just to, yo, for real, like every, my grandmother used to like sofas and cabinets and everything. Everything you have for a living. Right. But she just did it because she like she's not paying for that shit. It's good right here. Do you see this chest? Let's call Gloria and see if she need a chest. <laughs> and now I gotta carry this I shit. I have two lamps that you know I could probably throw them in the trash, but I'm like, let's see who wants them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to throw them away because I'm like the opposite. Like every dollar I spend is like meanful. Right. Like I I'm taken away from something to buy this thing. Right. So like for these lambs. I worked hard for them. Right, right. So I don't mind giving them away, but like something has to come. I can't just throw it in a trash. I know. I, and I get that. I mean, you're, you are pretty you're very mature with, with your money and you always calculate things and you know that I got to pay this and I got to do this. And y'all know Crystal got 18 kids. So uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking, y'all. Shelly got four and a grandbaby. But, um, but so you are very like... You know, and Rebecca too. I think Rebecca is. I kind of say that, but then her husband manages some money. <laughs> so, like, oh, how much my nine, will. Right. So, I'm trying to think now. Shout out to Rebecca. We miss you, girl. Uh, she actually moved to Florida and she isn't gone completely from the team, but she's in transition right now. So, we love you and our wishes are with you. Um, so, anyway, but so me, I mean, back at that time, you know, I was dressing and I wasn't paying no bills, girl. None. You know how many times I almost was evicted? I was like, I'm, I'm almost. It's not funny. But it's, it's funny it's because funny. it's the truth because yeah. I'm like, I need these $800 boots. Yeah, but just think about it, though. To come back to trauma is expensive. Right. By her, your mom saying that caused you trauma and then. You had to buy all these nice things. Right. Of course. It cost and me a lot. Limo. But you got to think about it as like lights or not even that. Say the eviction notice. Because, yes, I even got eviction notices. Right. Like, it's like now I'm stressed the fuck out because now I got to figure out a way to get this money. Right. But so that I don't get. At that time. Right. So I don't get evicted. So now I'm over here with my little uh, dangerous mind. You know, Coolio. Yeah, higher learning. <laughs> and I'm out here about to go rob somebody. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'll never rob anybody. somebody <laughs> But right. But no, but there are people that do that. There are people that will go out there and be like, yo, I'll go take all this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I have been robbed at gunpoint one time. So I say it jokingly, but I know the trauma behind it. Okay. I'm just healing from mine so I can laugh at my trauma. We talk about me. I just want to put that disclaimer out there. But to, to go kind of go back to the conversation, to most people, they wouldn't see that as trauma. Right. They wouldn't see, oh, you don't, you don't buy all this shit because of trauma. You don't do all this shit because of trauma. You know? Because they, they didn't go through They didn't go through, through it. Right. And now, I'm not comparing that to a person who's in stage four cancer about to die in three days. Right. Right? I'm not saying that... In society's eyes, it's the same. Right. But I'm saying in my eyes as an individual, I don't know what that pain is like. Right. But I know what the pain is like that tells me, damn, don't jeans is tight. And now I'm getting bullied. Right. And beat up <laughs> and all these things because my own mom made a comment right. against me. Yeah. You know, and that caused extreme trauma mm -hmm. for me. I went through a lot of, like I said, 
bullying and being beat up. And then I kind of went through, you know, we, we talk about a lot on these fucking feelings podcasts, but I was sexually assaulted a lot. And, and you know, I was born feminine. I'm just a feminine guy. Like I came out the womb like, well, <laughs> right. My mom said I didn't kick. Her. I used to be like, <laughs> but you know, it was like after that, I didn't have a chance. I didn't stand the chance because my mom gave everybody the fuel in my view, end up watching this episode, I love you. I don't know if we ever had this conversation because this is something I'm just realizing recently. Right. You know, it was like just last month, I'm out here cleaning up my closet because my brother and I were coming and this is the shit I'm thinking. I'm like, damn, where did this start? Because that was the big thing to me. I wanted to find the essence. I, I, I looked in my closet and I started to realize this is a problem. Okay. It's mostly a problem because I don't like cleaning it up. But <laughs> so really, really where the problem is, I do not like cleaning it up. Like, I got to match the shoes and match them to the box and put them back in the box. Like, no, you will grab a Jordan's box and there'd be some Tim's in there. I don't think you grab in the box. <laughs> as long as they fit, that's what box they go into. But I started to realize that it was a problem. And I have been getting annoyed at. Um, so I, I follow somebody on Instagram. And they're a very inspirational person. But one, the way he always opens his statements is, you know, appreciate life. You have to know that there's somebody out there that's going through it worse than you. And I'm like, when we're living in a society that we're trying to bring awareness to mental health, let's erase that stigma. Yeah. Because, no, there is nobody out there that is worse than your worst. Right. Because your worst is all you know. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not supposed to compare when it comes to good shit... Don't ask me to compare when it comes to bad shit. Right. You know, what they tell you, oh, damn, they got a nice car. Don't worry about what kind of car they got. So in the same way, I don't got to worry about what nice shit they got. I ain't got to worry about the ugly shit they got either. <laughs> you know, that's wrong. It's some ugly shit. I don't know where y'all and me and Crystal, we kind of, um, we're healing together, Crystal right. and I. We have both been through some traumatic experiences from childhood. And we're healing together. And we do it through laughter, you know. So, um, but this is healing. This is what healing looks like. When you can sit here and laugh at your pain, that shit now doesn't have no control over you. Yeah. Because you laughing at it. So you you regain that control. Yeah. Not saying that you need to be out there laughing about shit. There are horrible things that happen in this life to people. There are horrible things that happen to me. Horrible things that happen to Crystal. Even horrible things that happen to my mom. There's no handbook for correct way of living life. Right. You know? But we keep making these stupid ass rules that we want people to follow. Right. You know, yes, there are people out there that's hungry. Yes, there are people out there in pain. But it's theirs. Yep. I don't have to not acknowledge mine's to acknowledge theirs because it's two different things. And I always think when it comes down to it, the emotional reaction we have to things are the same. If that experience I went through was the most traumatic experience of my life and I started shutting down, hiding myself in the room, always in the dark, didn't want to be around nobody. Isn't that what a person does when they get raped? Yeah. Shut down, hide themselves. I th Like you said, though, that's even, you know, to sit in a dirty diaper. Right. A person can be doing the same thing as somebody. That, right. And I, and I know, guess everybody has their own way of dealing with things. Right. Definitely. And, um, but to I me, had, the initial emotion. Right. I feel like is 
everybody kind of had. I hate to say everybody because I know there's exceptions to every rule. Yeah. But majority of they us with it their own way, and it's the same as it could be right. Small, but not small, but as a paper cut. Right. right. Because that's the worst a person knows. Right. You know, I go through this big thing about my father. You know, I feel really horrible sometimes because I don't mourn him the way that I should. But then I realized the reason I don't is because he was always the best version of himself right. to me mm-hmm. when he could be. You know, it wasn't perfect, but it was the best that he can give me at the time. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I know that in my life, I've hurt a lot of people and I've done a lot of wrong. Right. But it was the best that I can give at that time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm still healing from a million traumatic experiences exactly. that happened to me. Crystal's still dealing with a million traumatic experiences that happened to her. And, but we're working on it and we're, we're, we're growing. And the one thing that neither one of us want to hear is that there's somebody out there that got it worse. Because, baby, you don't know how bad I got it. <laughs> I had somebody say to me, um, I was really stressed out. Um, with my 18 kids and I didn't want to really not be bothered, but have a conversation that to me wasn't as important as what was going through my head. And they said, and I said, I'm really busy. And they said, everybody's busy. And it's your busy is different than my busy. Like, and I tried to do it as like, my kids are like up here and like you're down here right now, right. you know, let me do this Basically. and then I'll deal with my situation. Oh, right. But just as, you know, everybody's busy, everybody's going through the same stuff. Right. Like basically they were saying like everybody's dealing with the same stuff, like paying bills and stuff like that. But as it was, is we're different people. Definitely. Like you could probably handle it better than me. And and not even that. It's easy for me to pay bills and it's just me than you pay bills before children. Right. You know, and even though some of them are grown and Crystal was a great mom, her kids awesome. But um is a great mom. She's still our mom. But you know, it's it's kind of like that. Like it's real easy for me to look at you and say, Oh, well, I gotta pay bills too when my bill coming is two dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and your bill coming is eight hundred dollars. But if it was two dollars, some I mean some people would find like, damn, like the Nymo bill, of course, is mine is higher than Definitely. It would be. Yeah, it was definitely higher than mine. <laughs> definitely. Um well, she's talking about electricity anyway, just go it's, it's sort of the same thing right. as he they were saying everybody is dealing with the same situation. Right. Like, why are you, why are you like not wanting to deal with our, us talking right now? Oh, right. Like, no, I need to deal with all that. Cause there's a hierarchy in life. Right. You know, there are things in order and my family comes first Yes. and everybody yeah. else comes last. You know, you know, I kind of dealt with it last week with my mom in the hospital. Right. Because I, I still worked because there was really nobody that can cover us. We're kind of going through a t- transition at work as well. But I shouldn't have worked. My mom was in the hospital. This chick's right. like she was over there delirious and had me sitting there thinking a little, little bit like, Ma, are you about to go to glory? Cause I need to know. Because it was scary because she's saying things that just didn't make sense. Right. You know, but they still wanted me. Not one time did someone be like, Oh, you should be off other than you. Right. Or 
I'm sorry for calling and asking this, or let me see if Crystal knows. No, everybody contacted me business as usual. Now it's cool. I decided to work, right? And that's what you guys are saying. It was your choice to work. You're right. It was. But my thing is, it's kind of like what people are telling you is like, oh, we all have to deal with shit, kind of get over it. Right. And I mean, somebody actually made a comment um, as the people that are like that don't know what really family is about. Right. Which is sad that everybody don't never felt that love as, you know, from their parents. And but, you know, even those negative responses are trauma responses. Right. You know, and it's like you said, because they didn't grow up with love in the household. Mm -hmm. You know, or they, they didn't grow up with parents who loved them or siblings or parents who they loved, right. <laughs> you know? So now that they see it in me, you know, it's like the envy and the jealousy sometimes creep up and it causes people to say crazy things. Right. But that's still trauma they have to get over. It's like I accept it because I know, hey, you're not on your healing journey, Yeah. you know? But if we want people to start to heal, stop giving them some bullshit. Yeah. And one thing is that whole... Somebody out there has it worse. Yeah. I, uh, it, it irks me so bad. It, yeah. Like because I'm like. It's, it's the same thing. It's trauma is trauma. Trauma is trauma. There's no label on it. Right. And we all just need to heal from it. And I feel like that's the reason why people don't accept their trauma also. I also feel like that's a big reason why people don't admit to their trauma. Right. Because they were always told someone out there has it worse. Yeah. Someone out there been through worse. Mm-hmm. At least you got a roof over your head. At least you got a job. That don't mean shit. I could have a job and be struggling my ass off. Definitely. Because I live that way. Yeah. Most, so most society lives paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> you know? Or paycheck to every other paycheck. It's like, there's no way to be life. Like, if we were right. on this earth, there's no way. To be this, to be so I stressed out about paying bills, getting up to go to work, and th- there's no way this is what it was. Girl, look, that's a conversation we're gonna have to leave for another day. You bought us out another one, and we ain't going there because you know me. I have the same thing too. I have, um, I'm ha- I'm gonna tell you a brief story about that though. Um, so my mom, I was letting people know my mom was in the hospital, and my niece, she's 17, um, and Sarah, shout out Sarah, um. And it was funny because we were talking about like praying or whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah, pray for her. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And she, you know, she's basically like, Theo, you need to pray for her too. So my comment was just, I'm still confused where it comes to religion or right. spirituality or what I believe in. Right. So I'm still confused. So I'm going to let you do that right. because you know where you stand. Yes. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the prayer you give because you stand on your ground or whatever. So she kind of went silent for probably about 10 minutes and then I get a text back and it says, is there anything that you want to know that I can help you with about God? And I was like, she's 17. Yeah. That should be everybody's response. Is there anything that I can help you with on this paper cut? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, seriously though. Of course, you're not supposed to laugh, okay? <laughs> I laugh because you was laughing. But no, but, okay, but seriously, seriously. And like, the paper cut thing is probably a bad example. It's just the first thing I could think of. No, but, my paper 
But paper cut hurt. It does hurt. Paper cuts do hurt. You'd be like, what yeah. the fuck? We're like emergency room. <laughs> but okay, let, let's change our vocabulary. Okay, as like paper cut to paper cut. Like, right, right. right. Like, no, no, because we're different than your paper. Because now we're doing apples, apples, and we don't live in an apples, apple world. It's like your paper cut. No, hurts the same. Like we don't know. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. I got you. <laughs> It's like your my if my shit went deeper, but my point is that we shouldn't be comparing. Right, exactly. You know, it's yeah. it's we can both. There is this world is big enough that everybody can have trauma and heal. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That everybody can recognize their trauma mm-hmm. and heal, no matter how big or small. Some people will make it seem. Yeah, every I mean everybody needs to at least try to help one another instead of always saying, well, my trauma is right. worse than your trauma. Right. And so let's like, let's figure a way out to discuss this and find a method that will work for us. Oh, right. Right. Basically. Yeah. Or is how can, how, how can I be assistance? Right. You know, do and, you want to talk about it? Yeah. Is it something I could do to make you feel better? Right. Is it something I can say to help you understand what you're going through? Yep. You know, do you just want me to sit here and shut the fuck up? <laughs> like I said over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. So, you guys, I legit just had a unplug weekend. Um, I think I still have, like, 47 unread text messages. Um, I just unplugged. I unplugged. I didn't. I didn't. It was my birthday weekend at that. <laughs> but I, you know when it was funny because my mom yesterday was like, you disappointed about your birthday? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I did exactly what I wanted to do. I spent time by myself. Um, I actually found out a month ago that I was re- I'm re-diagnosed with cancer. And it's a very early stage and I'm going to kick his ass, but it's still hard to hear, you know? And then my mom goes in the hospital and we don't know what's going on. Right. It's the heart doctors blaming on the lung doctor. The young doctors blaming on the heart doctor. I'm like, I don't care what doctor it is. Y'all better get her straight. Just fix her. <laughs> right. Do something. Okay. So, I mean, it gets to the point. They know. I'll just take my mama home. But you ain't got to. I, I got to. It's like I try to tell the woman. I mean, we're getting off topic a little bit. But it just, it just makes me. Like, these are the things that I think people don't think about. I was telling them my mom seemed a little disoriented to me. Right. She was just talking gibberish and just coming out, weird stuff. It just didn't seem right. right. So I thought, okay, we in the hospital, mention it to the nurse. Right. So the nurse came in and I said, my mom kind of seems a little disoriented to me. You know, is there any reason why that can happen? You know what this bitch had the nerve to say to me? What? She doesn't seem disoriented to me. You known her 10 minutes. I came out her coochie. <laughs> Right. You think I don't know when my mama disoriented? Right. It's like, <laughs> so they're just frustrated. Like, I'm telling you there's something. There's something wrong. Right. You're telling me, and she, and you know, she's like, I'm a nurse. Bitch, I'm a professional patient, okay? <laughs> my insurance is paying your salary, <laughs> okay? You better calm your nerves. But no, really, let's get back on topic. Stop saying that bullshit. Stop making people feel bad. For having feelings. Stop making people feel bad because they're hurt about things. Yes. Like support each other. Talk about it. Right. We're living in this world where Trump is about to be president again. (laughs) Girl, we don't need each other. (laughs) If we don't need each other now, Mm -hmm. 
you know, this world shouldn't be this fucked up. I don't have no kids and I won't bring a child into this world. I won't. I see what my nephews and nieces go through. I see what your kids go through. Yeah. Maddie was on these fucking feelings podcasts who had death threats. 15, right? Well, 14. How old is she now? 16. So 15 years old and she's receiving death threats. And it's an everyday struggle. And it goes back to sort of the same thing as you were saying. Right. One person like, oh, you didn't go through this, this, this. And, you know, she's, she feels alone or, you know, um, you know, my kids are different. Anthony and Carissa are different from Maddie. Definitely. And, you know, sometimes they'll say that, like, it has to be this age group you know, that are, are going through this right. stuff. Um, and it's sort of the same thing as you're saying, as they're different than she is. Definitely. Um, but it's it's tough. It they is. didn't deal with that stuff. So they don't understand. So it. they don't understand. And to them, the answer is like, I just fucked somebody up. <laughs> Why just don't punch him in the face? I can hear Anthony now, right? <laughs> well, Anthony is actually more of like the one that don't like, to start trouble right like he's like there's a different way to solve it um he also and don't want to send his kids to school because right. of the same thing look what his sister um, is going through yeah um and now she is doing a lot better is. now i mean we we did an episode go back and watch it you you can listen to her incredible story she is doing a lot better now mm-hmm. but it's unfortunate that it happened right i mean she still goes through every day i mean still to this day she'll like Right. You know, I walk in and she's crying and I'll be like, what are you crying for? And she'll say school. Um, and so, it has to be hard for you, for you as a mom not to fully understand. It's I mean, I went through bullying as when I was younger. Right. So I sort of understand what she's going through. But um, it, it's a different no scenario, different, different times, things, different times. When you grew up, people fight. Now yeah. they shoot. Yeah, that. You know, you can't even tell your kids to defend themselves because they might get shot later. I mean, for her, I know this is totally different, but um, when she first started that school, somebody on the bus had told her that they were going to kill her and then rape her. And she, she um, that was about three years ago. That's so, crazy. you know, she was in, I think, sixth grade, seventh that shit grade. That's crazy. And the school kicked the kid off the bus. And I'm like, how does that, co- like, how who is, is that... raising these kids that's the question we need to ask who are raising these I just kids? don't understand like get your shit together you know honestly i still go through a lot of bullying you know i i i do uh, you know tiktok videos i'm always promoting this and you know how many times i get caught a cornball or get the fuck off my fyp page or you crazy, you high, you delusional. <laughs> right? It's like, you came to visit me. Right. <laughs> you get off mine. <laughs> but to me, you know, I used to let it bother me. And it, I mean, it started bothering me because it brought up a lot of old traumas. Right. You know, it started bringing up things and I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. Right. You know, maybe it is corny. Maybe it is stupid. But you know what? If you stopped, one, we wouldn't be where we are now. Right. And we wouldn't, and, uh, helped so many people that we helped. And it's crazy that we live in a world where people think healing is stupid. Yeah. But they're the people that need healing. That need healing. They're the ones that need help. So moral of the story, 
get help, mm-hmm. deal with your shit, and live your life in peace because it can happen. Yep. And, you know, when you think of peace, people probably think an everyday type of thing. No, life is life. We're going to have up and downs. Right. You know, but your spirit can be at peace. You know, I, I, I'm going to say I'm two years. I feel like I'm an alcoholic or something. I'm two years into my healing. <laughs> All right. Two years. I just got my two-year chip. Honestly, that should be some shit, though. I know. That, that should be something. We about to make some healing chips. You hear me? I'm two years into my healing. And... You know, a lot of things, you know, it's like I can sit here and talk about my sexual assault, sexual assaults, right? you know, mm-hmm. and, and be okay. And then I, I kind of started going through like guilt, right. you know, and I felt guilty because I was successful and there are people around me who weren't and, you know, right. and it, it became in guilt. And then someone told me, well, if you feel guilty, it's because you have something to be, ash- that you're, you're ashamed of something. And I thought about that mm-hmm. and I'm like. I'm not ashamed of anything. People, clearly, if you met me, you know, I <laughs> I will tell you anything. Ain't no ashamed about nothing to me. But it, it's just, you know, it's kind of like, don't open your mouth if you don't know what to properly say. If what you're going to say is not going to help a person on their healing journey, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know? And I also hate when people say things or they they tell you like, oh, you should do this. Like, you should leave your husband. And it's like, girl, you going through the same and stuff. Your man was just down on Hill Street catching a whore. Not Hill Street, though. <laughs> she not talking about anybody. Look, any uh, reverence of somebody real is I'm not. <laughs> in general, like, oh, so people do that. Like right, they right, try right. to tell you to how to live your life. You know, sometimes same same thing, basically. For real, for real, this world will put you down yeah. to make themselves feel taller. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, it, it, it is uh, to me. I feel like there is space for all of us. We all can win. We can win together. You know, um, is there moments of life where you're going to be difficult? Hell yeah, yeah. I'm a difficult motherfucker. That's why I ain't got no friends. Because I refuse to settle for less. Bitch, you family. <laughs> you know, I have like the three friends I had my whole life. And, you know, it's it's now it's like I meet people and motherfuckers out here crazy. Like, I don't even want your number. Yeah. You know? Dad, you don't even know who you can trust right. and who you can't trust. Who you can trust. Uh, who you can't yeah. trust, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it is. It's it's sad. It really, honestly. <laughs> it is. We live in a crazy world. And um, we just want to tell you guys, we're going to go ahead and end and get to the moral of the story, right? Because they're like, these motherfuckers just talking. And we're going to continue to add on because there's so many ends out there, you know? But let's stop with the ends. Let's stop adding on to people's pain. Let's stop adding on to their struggles. You know, I don't care what someone tells you or how small you think a person's trauma is when they're telling it to you. Act like it's the biggest thing you ever heard because to them it is. And if they chose you to express it to, that means they think highly of you. Yeah. And they respect you. And your answer should never be. You're their safe place. Right. You're their safe place. And your answer should never be. There is somebody out there who has it worse. Because you just diminished everything that person felt, everything they were going through. You just told them it was nothing. And now they're living with more trauma because everybody has told them that their whole life. 
So let's erase. There is somebody out there who has it worse. And let's just start saying, how can I help you? It's funny. I watched this movie over the weekend. Um, it was a Christmas movie and I can't think of the name. Oh my God. I think it was called like the van. It was about a van, right? Anyway, it was crazy. It's about a but, van? Yeah. So like people got a van. A van? Yeah. Like, like a van? van? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so basically it's like they were stuck at the airport and they were all trying to get to the same place. Their flight was canceled. They had one rental car available. It was a van. So everybody kind of went in in this van. Anyway, the moral of the story is somebody came out and had a, they were having a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. So the chick jumps off the bus and she runs to the woman and she says, do you want to be heard? Do you want to be helped? Or do you want to be hugged? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that should always be our answer. What are you feeling right now? Do you want to be heard? Do you want to be helped? Or do you want to be hugged? Mm-hmm. That should be your only answer. When someone needs help. Until next time, I am Micah. I got my girl Crystal with me as always. Rebecca, we know you out there. We love you, girl. We'll see you soon. Until next week, peace, love, and blessings. And that brings us to the end of yet another insightful episode of Trauma is Expensive. I'm signing off on behalf of your host, Micah Bravery, reminding all you brave souls to continue counting the cost and making the change. Don't forget to visit www.traumaisexpensive.com, a dynamic space for understanding, healing, and transformation, where we fuel the journey to turn pain into progress. Until we meet again, stay resilient, stay empowered, and remember the mantra, count the cost and make the change. Thank you for being part of the conversation. We bid you farewell until next time.